you've been up from early? Yeah, I've been up since about 7.30. You know how Africans get. We've got to do our chores and everything before we can get our day started. So, Oh, the, once the curtains open, it's a wrap, in it? Yeah, literally. It's absolutely so annoying. Let me turn off the mic. It's so annoying, but I love my mum, so, and I respect her, and I don't want to get beat. <laughs> Never too old, isn't it? <laughs> Never too old. I'm telling you that for free. Never too old. Good morning, afternoon, and evening, everybody. Welcome to another episode of British Blacklist Podcast TBB Talks. I'm your host, who consistently gives you nothing less than the most, Whelan Barzi. And today, I'm joined by fellow presenter, host, and football connoisseur. But I'm going to be honest, we're not on the same level. I'm just starting out. But this woman right here, a black queen who's been in this content game for a while and has been thriving. I'd even go as far as to call her a mentor, even though we've never met, but that's neither here nor there. An intelligent entrepreneur who's been helping to pave the way for future generations of women to be involved in sports and feel supported in doing so. I really couldn't hold her to a high enough esteem. But then I found out she's a Chelsea fan and all came crashing down. <laughs> so the one and only Anita Abayomi. How are you doing today? Do you know what? I'm going to ignore that last part because it was just such a beautiful intro. But that last part had to kill it, didn't it? You had to do it. You had to. I couldn't resist because I know on your platform, you would make sure that I knew you were a Chelsea fan. So I thought, let me let everyone know, but let people who don't listen to football know that that's not necessarily a good thing. <laughs> do you know what? Right now, it's not a good thing. So I'm going to let you have it. I'm going to let you have it. I'm doing good, man. How are you? How are you? Not too bad at all. I've been looking forward to this for ages. For ages, I've been wanting to speak to you and just wax lyrical. So this has made my day, honestly. Thank you for coming. Well, thank you for having me. Like, I feel so honoured to be on this platform, honestly. You're saying you've been looking forward to this for ages. I didn't think this opportunity will come for another couple of years. So I'm very, very grateful. Thank you. <laughs> it's all good. Like, I've, I'll get right into it and literally just say I've been a fan of um, Gold Diggers UK podcast for quite some time now. And another life, if I didn't get injured, you'd be interviewing me. Hence why I wore the, the football shirt, you know. But, they discovered an extra piece of bone in my ankle and they had to remove it. And then the rehab just didn't go how it was supposed to, man. She doesn't believe any of this. So I just do not believe <laughs> <laughs> Ask about me. It used to be the best center back in West London. But please, it's not about me. Please could you tell everyone a bit about who you are um, the Gold Diggers UK brand and how you and the other women involved went about founding it. All I am, I'm just a football enthusiast. I love football. And I feel like over the years, football's just become this serious profession. Like everyone that talks about football has to be extremely serious about it. And I grew up bantering with my dad about football, you know, bantering with my uncles, my aunties, all of that stuff. So what I genuinely do is just bring the banter back into the football community. And I do it with women because, OK, you always get a couple of men that, you know, come at women and say you don't know nothing about football or they give you the get back to the kitchen or go make me a sandwich. Those type of remarks and. Quite frankly, um, my dad raised a strong woman and I always combat it, always. And I just thought, I can't be doing this on my own. It's, it's getting a bit tiring. We need to do something about it as women in football as well. So me and my best friend, Bridget, we decided, you know what? We love football so much. Let's start a YouTube channel. And that was when we was in uni. And then uni work came about and then exams and then the pressure of, you know, getting a good grade at uni. So then 
it didn't happen. But then a couple years later, when we finished uni, we came back together. Then we said, you know what? It's, it's about time. Like, let's go on Twitter. Let's go on Instagram. Let's look for a couple of girls who are into football just like us. And let's chance it. And that's exactly what we did. And that's how we found all the girls that are in the podcast today. And literally, when we just proposed the idea to them, we told them, listen, like, aren't you guys tired of men telling you you don't know ball? Come talk to us about it. Talk to us about it. And the response was crazy, you know, like, honestly, so blessed to know these girls. And I'm so blessed to have even founded this with my best friend. Honestly, it's, it's been a dream. That is amazing because the screen isn't frozen. I'm actually just smiling from it because <laughs> I've, I've never heard the backstory before. So this is like inside inside exclusives for me right now because um, I actually was going to ask you, like, how did you go about finding like a collective of like minded females? Because I feel like there are a lot of closeted female football fans. Like I grew up in a household where my mum is a massive Liverpool fan. Before you do anything or say anything, remember that's auntie, so be respectful. That's why yeah? I kept my mouth shut. That's why I kept my mouth shut. Got to respect auntie. You on the other hand, hmm, hmm. <laughs> my, my sister is a Chelsea fan, former Manchester United fan. We're not going to get into that. She converted. <laughs> so, so for me, I didn't grow up in a household knowing that football was a quote-unquote male sport. It isn't. And I didn't ever grow up believing that until I left the household. And then I would tell people I was watching football with my mom. I'd be like, oh, what does she just like sit there and like watch with you? Like, no, no, she makes me watch it. Like, I actually don't have a choice. I like playing football. My mom likes watching it. So when I saw like your um, podcast, I guess that you co-founded with the other ladies, I just thought it was so refreshing and it kind of like just took me back to what was like on my household. So like, how did you come about with the name, the genius name Gold Diggers? Do you know what, right? Firstly, big up your mum because your Wait, mom hold is... big up uncle as well. Big up uncle. Big up well. uncle, <laughs> big up auntie, you know? Like honestly, because that's the type of mum I want to be. I want to make sure that my kids know that football is not just a man's sport. And I've been trying my best to put it out there that football isn't a man's sport. I go on predominantly male platforms as well, just to just to show them that, you know, I might have a wig, I might have lashes, I might do my makeup really well. However, you come toe to toe with me about football, we're gonna we're gonna talk it out. I'm gonna talk to you like I am man then because that's that's exactly what it is. It's not a, it's not a men's sport. It's for all genders, please and thank you. I just had to put that out there. But um, <laughs> as far as the name goes, it was actually just a spur of the moment. Gold diggers, and then it's like gold diggers, and then. Me and Bridget, we are Chelsea fans. And you know where the money resides, you know, like you, you got the money, so it just, it fit, <laughs> it fit. We love money, we love football. Let's make a pun out of it. And it, it just went perfectly well, didn't it? And it kind of lets you know that we are women. You know, we are women, we are gold diggers. And I love it when guys play on the name, be like, oh, the gold diggers, and I call us gold diggers and stuff like that. And I'm just like, you can call us gold diggers all you want. As long as you say in our name, fine. <laughs> I can confirm two things, because this is going out as an audio. The makeup is on point, and also the football knowledge too, because like I said, I'm an avid listener, so I can confirm that um, Anita is not lying about either. <laughs> and, like, the name actually is genius, because I told my sister about it yesterday, and she was just like, ooh, like, taken aback at, like, how clever and how easy it is to pick up on like exactly what the brand is and I just love the fact that you and the rest of the ladies have managed to I guess be feminine in this space you haven't compromised womanhood um could you talk about how you managed to incorporate that to the branding and if you ever felt 
a bit indifferent about how people would receive it? Um, at first, it was a thing where we thought, okay, we, we obviously every brand has a logo and we thought, okay, we need to make it look as masculine as possible so people think that we're men. And like me and my best friend, we sat down, we, we had like so many different logo ideas right and she she's actually a graphics designer as well so she actually created all of these logos and then we just looked at them we said this just isn't us and then uh, one thing of mine is that I need to let people know that it is a multi-gender sport you know like it's not just for men so why not go out and just be ourselves so then literally one of the other girls actually she was like do you know what why don't we have a hand with like a ped with like a manicure on it I'm like even better why don't we have a hand with acrylics and you know make it pink and have the ball in the hand you know and then that's where the ball in the hand came from my best friend was like I mean, let's make it a pink background let's get as let's get as feminine as we can you know because at the end of the day we are a bunch of girls and whether or whether you like it or not like pink is always going to be associated with women nails are always going to be associated with women and it's you know what let's put it two in one and you know what <clears throat> let's make sure people know that we're black and we're minority ethnics and he said, you know what let's make the hand a black hand let's do it like that we literally went in and thought we're gonna defy all things that men know about football we're gonna make it a black hand we're gonna make it a feminine hand and we're gonna make a ball on a pink background we said this looks perfect and the second we put it out the reception was phenomenal we had so many people saying this is so sick this is a great idea look at these women in football blah 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 and then on the other spectrum why is there a pink background why are there why is there nails on the hand blah blah blah, blah. and we're just like we love it the chaos we love it we love it get people talking about it you know so you guys actually drove right into, I guess, all the quote-unquote stereotypes. You didn't run from it or drive away from it. And that's what I love yeah. about what you're doing specifically, that you're finding power in things that society has told you that there isn't power in. There isn't power in being a woman, apparently. Yeah. Being black is, is a form of weakness where we're marginalised. You guys have yeah. elevated that and decided that, no, those things that we've learnt before or been tried to, um, I guess, be like indoctrinated in that type of um, thinking, it's incorrect like there's a lot of power in being a woman there's a lot of power in being black so exactly I, I just exactly. I just love that you drove right into it <laughs> thank you I'm really happy that a lot of people took positive reception to it because at the end of the day it's something that you know a lot of people do try to hide in the media like we can see that you are a black person in the media you know own it you know we can see that you're a woman in the media own it and it's something that motivates us daily like there's there's a lady on sky sports her name's jessica creighton i look up to that woman because she owns her blackness she'll come on um sky sports with her braids she'll be flicking her braids you know like just indulging in her blackness in her womanhood and i'm just like oh yes this is how i want to be you know like honestly i it's just for me never shy away from who you are no matter what society tells you and that's exactly what I'm trying to do you're do you're trying and succeeded and I'm going to take you all the way back to 2019 and dig out one of your tweets but you've pinned it so it's not going to be anything incriminating you wanted the world to see this <laughs> <laughs> this, this tweet says fine girl no pimples now I'm only joking <laughs> <laughs> The tweet actually says, some of you alpha males hate when females tell you facts about football. You're going to be triggered as hell when we start this podcast. 
and it's at the beginning of 2019. How close were you guys to actually bringing it to fruition at that point, the branding, the name and everything, or was this an, just an idea in your head that was still carrying on from uni times? This was actually an idea. That's the scary part. So this was actually an idea. And you know, when you think so that- So you were speaking it into existence? Yeah, yeah. And it's one of them ones where I didn't really know many people on Twitter. So it was just like, if I tweet this, no one's going to say nothing, you know? <laughs> no one's going to say nothing, it's fine. And the second I tweeted it, it got so much reception. I was like, okay, I called, I called Bridget. I said, sis, we actually have to do this now. <laughs> like, you know, stalling, like- we've got to do this now and yeah that's when I went to a house and then we planned everything and that's how so many girls dm'd me like I want to be a part of this I want to do this I want to do that and it was easier for us to find them because they were literally right there in our faces so yeah that, I think that's one of my favorite tweets ever because I, I spoke it into existence and it's currently happening you know like it's crazy it's crazy so if I'm not mistaken you studied you went to uni you don't yeah. have like a presenting background of sorts like you have a natural sense of charisma and your personality is very engaging, your voices, your energy. Speak to like how, um, I guess, maybe your upbringing influenced the type of person you are today and how you felt confident in being out there without having what people would perceive as like the necessary training. I don't think that's true. But yeah, speak on that. Um, oof, I, I, I don't know. Um... <laughs> well, first, you could say thank you for the compliment. Oh, wait, no, okay, okay, do you know what? <laughs> yes, thank you. I really appreciate the fine compliments you are giving me this early morning. I love it, I love it. All the energy, I love it. But, um, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where it comes from. My mum and dad always said that um, when I was growing up, I spoke way too much, um, more than they liked. And I remember back in the day, my parents used to tell me to keep quiet quite a bit. My friends say that I'm a people person. I, I, just, I love talking to people. I love finding out new things about people. I love pe different people's perspectives. I always like to feed into that. I just like talking. I like asking questions and then it just helps. It's even better when it's something that you love. So that like, I love football. I can sit here and talk to you about football for hours and hours and hours and it will be a different topic every single half an hour you know like it's it's just something I love I think when you love something it becomes a lot more easier to be charismatic about it to to hold a conversation about it you know and I guess that's where it comes from for me I, I don't know I never thought about it you know <laughs> <laughs> for someone who didn't think about it the answer that you came up was so articulate and well worded you'd think she had a script ladies and gentlemen but she didn't it was off the top it was all off the top <laughs> Thank you. See, I said it there. Thank you. <laughs> now you don't need you, Andrew, you don't need no male validation on here. <laughs> Who cares what I think? But like like you said, I guess like um again, shout out to Auntie and Uncle, like the environment that you were raised in and like the strength that was instilled in you from an early age. Unfortunately, the rest of the world isn't like our households in the sense where it's not as accept it's not as empowering for like yeah. young black kings and queens. And I've seen that when you've entered a space, I'm not even going to give sweaty what's its fingers to 498 dignity of actually repeating the comments. But um, I did see on your Instagram that you put about how you would suss out sexism anytime you see it. And I just want you to speak on what it's been like navigating in that space. I'm about going into detail about anything you've actually experienced if you don't want to, but why have you felt so passionate about not letting anything slide under the radar and calling out when you see it? Because you're normally like very lovely and bubbly but that switch goes off where people know that you're not to be messed with and, and I love seeing that because one thing 
I've learned is that in this life, you can't let people think that they are right when they are wrong. You cannot give them that, that kind of privilege. So I've grown up in Elephant and Castle. I grew up there and then I moved to like the Bexley Heath area where there's not that many, you know, black people or black women or black men around me. And it was always a thing of saving face so that they don't think that, you know, I'm a black person, try and blend in as much as possible. And I went to an all girls school as well. So all I knew was just being a woman, you know, and it was one of them ones where we're all women here. I'm a black woman. I'm always singled out. Why am I always singled out? And it became a thing of, I don't want to be subjected to being singled out in any type of way. And I just felt like before I even understood like the whole morals of sexism and racism and stuff like that. So obviously I, I was kind of blinded by it. I'm growing up in Bexley Heath in my secondary school. I was kind of blinded by it, but I didn't want to be subjected to being the odd one out just because of how I looked so I always spoke out about it from from very early like if a teacher called me out for doing the same thing like a young white girl would be doing I will always call it out and say hey but she just did x y and z why am I getting in trouble and what I will do is I'd always take it higher because I just don't believe in someone being discriminated because of how they look no matter how no matter what they look like it's not right and I've always just grown up in that aspect. So when it comes to calling out sexism, when it comes to calling out racism, I've been on huge platforms where it's like sexism gets thrown at me, racism gets thrown at me live and direct. I will see it in a comment and it's it will weigh me down, don't get me wrong, like it will make me really sad and it's hard for me to always overcome it, but you've got to overcome it with class. You've got to let them know like, hey, you want to sit there in the comments and call me, let's say, for example, a black monkey, female woman, whatever. You want to call me all of that? That's fine. I'm going to highlight your comment and I'm going to go tell you to go back to hell because that is ridiculous. Do not do that to me just because I am black or I am a woman. No, I'm not going to let you do that to me. And me ignoring it is not me helping the situation. So people always tell, tell me, ignore it, ignore it, it's fine, blah, blah, blah. It's not fine and it's not something to be ignored. The day I will start ignoring it is a day where society is doing better for it. So right now, the whole Black Lives Matter movement um, in football right now is helping the situation more and more with Black people being in football. But of course... Just the other day, we saw racist comments being thrown out. Antonio Rudiger, Reese James, and um, these footballers who were outed as, I'm not even sure what they did in the media. Let me not put um, lies out there. But these two footballers, black footballers, and we have the racists in their comments with monkey um, emojis and stuff. And they're calling it out now because they know that they're going to get that back in. This is the time where I can say that I have made an impact in my society on, on, doing, the, on, on doing those type of things because as a black woman, I'm not letting it slide. So having footballers doing the same thing as well is phenomenal to see. It's not just going to affect footballers. It's going to affect people in the workplace. It's affected me in my workplace as well. It's going to affect people in the workplace. It's going to affect people on the trains, public transport, you know, and... I can never ever condone anyone saying that they don't want to call it out. I, I can't. So I treat sexism as highly as racism because at the end of the day, both things are, it's because of the way I look. It's because of the, who I am. And I, I, for me, morally, I just can't sit there and watch it until something is done about it, until more is done. Once more is done, I can just leave it for the authorities to do it. I'm not saying it's my job to out everybody, but it's my job to make it a safer place for, let's say like my younger cousins who look up to me. It's my job to make it a safer place for them when they want to get into this as well. 
I'm not even the type of person to get emotional, but like that, that really, really did move me. Oh, um, sorry. No, no, no. no. O- honestly, it did move me because, um, like I said, I know we joked about the ankle injury, which is true. But growing up, um, I went on trial for Stoke. I must have been maybe about 14 years old. I'm a London boy. I'd never really left London much. So that was one of my first experiences going out. I remember going on trial and um, a white guy threw a banana peel in my direction. And there was a younger boy who was also black. I knew what the connotations of a banana were meant. I knew exactly what he was trying to imply and how he was trying to degrade us, but the boy didn't. So he said, why did he throw a banana at us? And I had to be like, he just missed the bin. And he's like, oh, the bin was quite far away. I was like, yeah, I know, terrible aim. Because like you said, from young, like you said, when you were growing up, it wasn't something that you were kind of in a bubble at first. And when somebody doesn't like you, has something to say about you, you don't immediately think it's to do with something you can't control. You think, oh, maybe my personality, maybe, I don't know, such something about me as opposed to skin color or who you are. So just hearing that um, there are people that are willing to snuff that out because 10 years on from that experience, I still see those type of things happening now. But the voices are getting louder. The generation like me and you are getting older and we're just not here to stand for it. So that's amazing that I can see that the world is going to be a better place just for the fact of people like yourself um promoting this and just snuffing out from early so thank you for doing that thank you um i really hope that in a couple of years time there's more done um i think we're on the right path right now in all industries actually i think we're on the right path but it's just about keeping the momentum going and one thing i loved about the black lives matter movement um, last year was it kept the momentum going, even though we were in lockdown during the time and it was difficult to get the message across, we got it across loud and clear. And it forced more people and more campaigns to start coming out. It forced a lot of black athletes to start telling their stories. And it became so inspiring to the point where you cannot ignore this anymore. It caused change within so many industries. Like I look at Sky Sports and their punditry now, they've now diluted it with a lot more black people in their punditry. So I can turn on Sky Sports and I can see Michael Richards there talking about football now, you know? And it's so important to have these figures in whatever you want to do, to have these figures there and watching them do what they're doing, it gives you that confidence to know that you do belong there. And I'm hoping this momentum just keeps getting higher and higher and higher to the point where equality is something that we have achieved. But I know I'm asking for a bit much, but hopefully someday we'll get there where it's just pure equality and yeah, the racism is depleted and defeated. But yeah, let's see how we how we get there, I guess. <laughs> no, I champion that closed mouths don't get fed and if you Thanks. don't ask you don't get so we're going to continue to do both and that <laughs> leads in, like you said about the Black Lives Matter movement like I love watching football and listening to football and I actually feel like that's probably the second most important part of your podcast from my perspective what fills me with joy is that you've all created a space for women and black women especially to come together and be passionate and expressive without their voice being marginalised. Would you be able to speak a little bit on the importance of creating safe spaces for women? Because prior to all the incidents that happened in the summer and the year before and the tragedies that happened and the people that we lost, you guys seem to be ahead of the curve. You'd have made this space years ago. So speak on why it's that important for you guys to make stuff like that. 
so to create a space for women in general as as a whole is something that is important in my industry because there's just not enough of us and you see a lot of women like you said um it seems like a lot of women are closeted about football and it's actually more common than you think so my i'll use my little cousins for example kelly and kelsey they're twins they're so lovely one of them is more like football i don't like football and the other one was she always used to sit down and watch football but she would never like say like i like football she'd be like it's a boy sport blah 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 but now she watches me do my stuff on youtube and she would be like i saw your video on youtube why don't you like man united man united is my favorite team and that makes me smile because i've watched her grow up and say yeah football no but she'll still sit there with me but she'll be like yeah no football that's a men's sport blah 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 blah, blah. and watching her grow up and then seeing who she is now and talking to me about football watching my youtube videos that's one reason why i do it for women that alone it puts a smile on my face it's great but doing it for black women again there's not enough women in the industry yes but there's not enough black women either and black women is just as important they are just as important as white women so when there's campaigns to get more women involved in football you see the women in football campaigns and you see so many white people heading it up who's going to be there for the black kids you know <laughs> like who's, who's going to head it up for the black women of course seeing more representation like jessica creighton jeanette Quachi, and stuff like that seeing more representation is always great but who can these kids actually you know pick up the phone and call and say hey i want to join this podcast or hey i really like your podcast you know like i want to be that person that they can come to and talk to about it and if it's not me, if it's one of my girls in Gold Diggers, that's even better. And just to create a community like that is very important in this footballing industry because there's so many of us that do want to get into it and do want to find a path, but this avenue has never been created before. So what is the precedence that we're setting right now? It's, it's so big. It's unbelievable. When I started it, don't get me wrong, I didn't think it would be this big. Don't get me wrong, but as I've grown into podcasting, as I've grown into my roles in other platforms, I've seen the impact it has on younger children, my colour, and it's just something that I can't give up now, you know? Don't get me wrong, I've tried to give up. Like, back in the day, I was like, this is stressful, what do you mean? Like, mm -mm. But then it takes people like my cousin saying, I watch your stuff on YouTube to think, wow, this is bigger than I thought it is. And I think any Black woman heading up an industry where it's, you know, predominantly white, male-dominated. It's a huge thing. It's always going to be bigger than you think it is. So, yeah, that's 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 what drives me to do it. I think it was just a couple of days ago, I saw you bigging up one of your friends, Fiduma, who had published something in The Telegraph. And that's what I love, how you guys uplift each other and support each other. If people are here to see women attacking each other, black women attacking each other, you're not going to get that. And I love that because... A lot of people are hoping for explosions of fireworks and there's a lot of passion there. It gets heated, but it's always respectful and it's always about uplifting each other's voices. Even if it means that you don't necessarily agree with that person's football opinion, you'll hear it out and then you'll snuff it out, but everybody gets heard. So I guess before I ask you some quick fire questions and we wrap up, I need to file a complaint against yourself and affiliates. That means graphic designers, marketing team and all the above. <laughs> Do you know what I'm talking about when I say this or no? I haven't a clue. What do, you, what do you mean? What are you talking about? Okay, so you've got this cool football life with Neat's cartoon gif. Yeah, with you, with someone who appears to be you, striking resemblance, doing keepy-uppies and around the world. But I've never actually seen you kick a ball yourself. This is false advertising, miss. 
point me in the direction of where I can find you doing said skills. <laughs> I plead the fifth. <laughs> listen, oh, listen, we talk, yeah? We are talkers. We are not footballers. We are talkers. I'll tell you something that's so funny, right? We went to a charity tournament and it, it was great. It was by set play and it was a great tournament. And we thought we're going to be playing other women from Twitter, like, you know, the other like female podcasts and stuff. We were playing ex-international footballers, women footballers. And it's like, you know, the saying, put your money where your mouth is, right? And it was basically like, it was basically that. So we used to cuss Lukaku all the time for his touch. And then we realised our first touch ain't any better. So <laughs> to conclude, we lost the tournament. We came last. The goal difference was 45. And we only played three matches. Take that how you want. <laughs> I, I wasn't expecting that story, but I already had a response written because I was like, I know, I know that she doesn't kick this response. And normally, those who don't play, coach and speak, and they do it better than anyone else. So that's not a slight against you. But like I've written here, all right, you've got until the beginning of next month to put a video of you doing at least one of those skills or the gift has to come down. I'm only doing that because I want to protect the integrity of your brand. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I promise you, I can't do a kick up to save my life. It's so bad. It's so bad. I can't do around the world. But you know what? My graphic designer put it together and made it look as realistic as possible. I said... Sweet, I'll take it. <laughs> and now for the quick fire questions. Okay, cool. So a book that you have in your collection that you um I guess that's impacted you in some way. Um, Shook Ones. That is by oh goodness. Oh, it's quick fire, but I've got to get it out. It's by Charlemagne. That's it. I don't know how I forgot that. It's by Charlemagne. Um, it's all, it's basically on anxiety. So I I struggled with anxiety. I struggle heavily, even till now, with anxiety. I get severe panic attacks, and um, I don't like being in spaces where I don't feel like I belong. But you know, being in this industry, I have to be in a lot of those spaces. So reading that book, it kind of helps me realize I'm not the only one that gets anxiety. I'm not the only one that gets panic attacks. And by following the steps that Charlemagne has taken, being able to speak about it like I'm doing right now it makes life so much easier when you're in spaces that you're uncomfortable when you have a panic attack out of nowhere so yeah that that book is is amazing I, I love that book shout out to Charlemagne <laughs> the God as well a song slash album that defines the soundtrack of your life to date song or album maybe Wizkid's new album you know like let me let me use the word the song blessed I might be rough around the edges, but I'm blessed. I love that song so much. It defines my life right now because I'm pretty rough around the edges. I ain't got no degree in journalism. I ain't, I ain't done presenting before. Like I haven't done none of it. So I'm rough around the edges CV-wise, but I'm blessed because I got so many opportunities coming my way because of me being myself. So yeah, that is definitely Wizkid um, featuring Damien Marley, blessed. Amen. And inshallah for all of our Muslim listeners out there. I love to hear that a film or TV show that you'll watch repeatedly whenever it's on, no matter how many times you've seen it? Do you know, there's so many. I'm a hoarder. There's so many. I, I, I can give you, like, I can watch all the ones. One. Movies. You can give me one. One? Snowfall. 
Snowfall's amazing. Snowfall is absolutely amazing. And I've only watched all three series twice and I can go again. So I'm going to say Snowfall because it's pure entertainment and it's coming out next month as well. So I'm just like, do you know what? Yeah, it's definitely Snowfall. I'll, I'll watch it again. In fact, I might start it again right now. Great Funny answer. Rest- that you say that because I'm watching Suits right now for like the fifth time running, but hey. <laughs> Great answer. Rest in peace to John Singleton. Looking forward to the season finale as well. As for Suits, that fell all the way off, but me and you will talk about it another time. We'll talk about it another no, no, time. No, no. <laughs> I agree. I agree. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> A person or group of people who have inspired you? I say the one person who's inspired me as of recent is Jessica Creighton. Yeah, she she's always motivating me and she I always used to be a bit pessimistic about getting into the industry and she always said be yourself like you are you be yourself and don't let anyone change that about you and be be as black as you can be rock your wigs rock your braids and yeah she inspires me because she's doing exactly that so yeah thank you and what's made you sad mad and glad this week do you know what's so crazy yeah it's all to do with my football club, Chelsea FC. So I'm sad Lampard got sacked. I'm glad we've got a new manager. And what's the last one? Mad. mad. I'm mad that we didn't get the win midweek against Wolves with our new manager. <laughs> and, and just like that, we are out. So if you could plug your socials one time so that everybody knows where to find you sweet so you can find me on twitter or instagram at flwn underscore and you can find my podcast gold diggers uk at goal as in goalpost and diggers uk on twitter and gold diggers uk underscore on instagram thank you so much for joining us today i really appreciate the conversation and next time you're going to talk football but thank you for telling me about yourself and your life looking forward to it thanks for having me